Hey, this is Chase. This month, we're asking creative entrepreneurs how they took their creative passion from a side hustle to a full-time business. You'll hear a little snippet of a recording of a real business person, a real indie entrepreneur who's found a way to like take their side gig full-time. So look forward to that here in the middle of the show. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! What's up, everybody? It is the Fizzle Show because it's just so easy to fizzle out these days, isn't it? You've got that creative idea. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. I talked with my girlfriend about it when I was at the coffee shop. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a long time. Oh, yeah, I didn't really do anything about it. And now I have children. <laughs> but, or, oh, yeah, I started working on it, and it's harder than I thought. Or I made some traction, and I want to know what's next, or whatever. That's why we call it the Fizzle Shows, because you're so... These days and age, you can, you can start up stuff. You've got all the technology. You've got the ability to make an audience. It's like never been easier, so to speak. The gurus all say it's never been easier. There's never been more opportunity. But it's also never been as much competition. There's never been as much noise. There's never been as many distractions. And so there's just some classic, simple, tried and true advice that we all need from time to time, like a booster shot in our arm that'll help us get motivated. It'll help us stay inspired. That'll help us actually get our work done this week, which is what we're talking about today. We've got an awesome, awesome episode today because what we're talking about is one simple calendaring tool. Not even a tool. It's just a, it's just a way to use your calendar. It's just like a new idea that you might not have had before or you might have heard about it. And this one little tip can potentially... <laughs> Put the positivity, the creativity, and like the energy back in your weeks. You might be feeling like beat up and bossed around by your calendar. Well, we can switch that. It's your job. You can do that. You're the entrepreneur here. And today we're going to get into it. In fact, we've got a special guest here to help us think about this because this is something that this guy, honestly, you guys, I've hung out with this person in person. Um, he is a very challenging person to be with on the regular. Um, and part of that is, is because he just thinks way too much and way super hard about these kinds of things, this kind of productivity stuff, how it affects our life and what ways we allow ourselves to be sort of dug at and like just, you know, we allow these things just to take our energy from us. And I bet you're curious who that is. And I'm almost there. The thing about this guy is, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> His name is Mike Farty. Mike, say what's up. What's up? Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you, it. And, you and got it. Am I really that tough to be around? Not even close. One of the things a lot of people don't know about Mike Vardy. First of all, he's like the guru when it comes to productivity stuff. Mike, tell them where they can find you online. You can find me at productivityist.com. That's productivity with an I-S-T at the end of it, dot com. And Mike's been writing there for a long time. He's been geeking out about this stuff for a long time. But what a lot of people don't know about Mike is that he used to be in improv troops 
doing comedy around the world. And he's actually a super professional when it comes to humor. This is something that happens uh, very rarely in my life where I meet somebody who not only is funny, but also like has the, <laughs> the I don't know, I call it professional, the professionalism around comedy where it's like, yeah, I have a good joke. I didn't need to try to force it in there. So instead I waited for this moment and then it was, it was just like the smooth giggles. It's the best. Mike, hanging out with Mike is not challenging at all. It's actually a delight. Um, and Corbett and Steph are here as well. Steph, what's, uh, say hi. Hey, everybody. Mike, I'm so happy to hang out with you. I've hung out with Mike in person, too, and he is such a sweet and fun person. So this is going to be awesome. So true. And Corbett, how are you? I feel pressure to say that I I like Mike. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, it's true. No, this is a place you can you can say what you need to. We just ask that you're accepting of whatever you find here, Corbett. Um, So listen, Steph, I think the place to start this conversation today, by the way, listeners at home, Steph started sharing with, with Corbin and I a little bit before we do the, the podcast. We, we normally talk for a while beforehand. Like, what should we talk about? What are, what are the things we want to, we want to like, we see people struggling with? What are the, what's the insights we want to bring? Um, and Steph was sharing a little bit about her story, what she's recently gone through and how she's changed her week. So Mike and Corbin, if you're okay with it, I think we should just start with Steph, which is a, a hashtag that I'm working on making popular. Hashtag <laughs> Start, Start with, with Steph. Steph. Um, it's about it's about like Steph it. Curry, though. I'm sorry, Steph. It, it's about uh, no. It's not the, the way, first time a, I've gotten that one. Okay. I'm not a I'm not a Steph guy. I'm, a, I'm a, the Curry guy. I'm a LeBron guy. <laughs> They're just putting that out there. I don't know why I'm why I'm saying that, but mm-hmm. uh, I am. So uh, anyway, Steph, I feel like would you? Can you just take it away? Can you can you share with us? Yeah, I can. Yes. So, okay. For those of you who've been listening for a while, a few episodes back, uh, we were each all three kind of sharing about our projects that we've been working on. I have a a podcast and now business called Courage and Clarity. And um, we were kind of talking a little bit about the birth of that as an actual business versus just being a podcast. Um, And I think it seems like uh, maybe in future episodes, I'll share even more about what the journey has been like so far because I'm about three or four months into it at this point. And it's definitely been a lot, (laughs) a wild ride. Uh, It's gotten off to a super fast start, which uh, if you're just starting out, probably sounds like a very enviable problem. And it is in a way, but in another way, it's also kind of feels like you're white knuckling through your life a little bit because it's so, so, so busy. And um, perhaps if you're into any kind of productivity or time management, you've heard the adage before that if you don't run your calendar, your calendar runs you. That's definitely, (laughs) Mike is shaking his head guess at me like rookie mistake and it totally is one um i was lucky have been lucky enough to to have a lot of clients really fast but what ended up happening for me is i was seeing clients every single day every every working day um for most of the day actually between uh welcoming new people here at fizzle we offer free express coaching sessions and then my own clients so i was on the phone and then podcasting is another thing so I was on the phone with people basically all day, every day. And I would say I'm fairly extroverted for even, but even for the most extroverted among us, it's exhausting after a certain point. Um, So here at Fizzle, if you're a member, maybe you've taken our productivity course and you've learned a little bit about what we call the difference between the CEO mode and worker B mode. We've talked here on the show about the difference between working 
in the business, Worker B, and working on the business as a CEO. Well, I was like 100% in Worker B mode. Um, so recently, we got in this conversation, the three of us, before we started recording, that I've made this switch, uh, and I'm. it's taken like a month to steer it in this direction. So this is brand new for me as we're recording, where I am now going to be having A weeks and B weeks. So on my A weeks, those are going to be my Worker B weeks where I'm seeing all my clients and I'm doing pretty much nothing else. Maybe a little email here and there, but I'm really wanting to wake up on my Monday and say, okay, this week, my job is to just pour into the people that I'm working with. And then on my B weeks, it's everything else. Basically, those are creative weeks, content weeks, growth weeks. Um, so I can have a little bit of white space, some, some creative space for myself uh, where maybe I can. I was telling the guys before we started recording um, you know, getting to go to a, a coffee shop and work feels like a long lost privilege for me at this point. So building some of that back into my life. And it, it's something I'm really excited about because it allows me to be more present and excited about working with my clients and not feel like I'm on a hamster wheel. But it also leaves me that creative time to work on the business, which of course is so important for for growth beyond mm. just who I'm working with right now. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Okay. So Mike Vardy. What we just heard was a couple things. Number one, this, let's start at this idea that like, if you're, if you don't own your calendar, your calendar will own you. I mean, this is something that like, like Corbett, what comes to mind for you? I mean, you've seen so, you've coached so many people. You've watched so many people come, become successful and try to become successful. You have built so much stuff yourself. When you hear Steph say that, like, what does it spark up in you? Well, I, I've noticed a pattern, and, and that is that um, people don't plan for planning their calendar, planning their week in the beginning. They just think, I want to get as many clients as possible. Yes. I want this business to run. And they they think that it's a luxury to, to plan your day or plan your week or whatever. And so they just let those things happen as they will. And then they get themselves backed into a corner eventually as their business starts to take off. And then people reach a breaking point, And then you have to confront the real possibility of burnout. Yeah. So I hope that some people listening to this can kind of take away from this that it's never too early to start being intentional about how you're planning your week yeah. because of the things that can happen to you, like we heard Steph talking about. And she, I know, I can speak for Steph a little bit here. I know she was going through a bit of H-E double hockey sticks over the past month or two where I was looking at her calendar once in a while trying to get something in and it was like, <laughs> Steph... What are you doing? Like, I got anxiety just looking at a couple of days on her calendar thinking, I know. man, if mine looked half as bad as yours, I wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. I would just pull the covers over my head. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's crazy too. If anybody out there has like Calendly or Acuity, this actually can happen to you by accident where it's like, oh, book, book with me, book with me. book, And then you look at your calendar and you're like, oh my God, I don't even have time for lunch. Like that was yeah. regularly yeah. happening to me. And the other thing is it's never too late to plan mm. your week either. Mm. Like if you like, most people, when they get to this situation, they're like, oh, it's too late. I've already, I've fallen victim to it. I can't, yeah. oh, my clients now expect this of me. I'm completely yes. available. No, it's never too late to set those boundaries and say, you know what? I will only work with clients up until, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, five days a week. So then you can go into places like Acuity, Calendly, whatever your programs, or if you're not using something, just say, hey, my hard stop is at 1 p.m. And 
again, that, that creates a boundary and you can set that. And what, what actually happens in some of those situations. And I found this working with coaching clients as well is you get to figure out who is, who you want to work with and maybe who you don't want to work with, mm-hmm. because especially with, with the kind of stuff I teach with time management productivity, if I've got people reaching out to me at all hours of the day, seven days a week, they're not learning much from me. They're not really, they're not yes, really taking yes. it in. But I'm kind of like, look, you've got to create some of those boundaries. So, you know, we, we often, like, like Corbett was saying, we often sit back and go, okay, well, uh, things have just kind of happened to me. Um, I better set aside a day to do this. If things go off the rails a little bit, as counterintuitive or as counter, uh, counterproductive as this sounds, slowing down and taking a breath and going, okay, hold on. I need to get some control back. That's how you end up running your day instead of your day running. That's why it's called don't. Jim Rohn's quote is either you run the day or the day runs you. Mm-hmm. That's the day you could literally stop right now as you're listening to this going, hold on. I've realized this day is getting off the rails. Let me put something in place that won't just help me with today, but will help me in the days to come and mm. the moments to come down the road. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Steph, Mike Corbett, I don't know. I don't know where we should go next <laughs> to be frank. It's like, well, I kind of want to hear Okay, here's where I want to go, Mike. So what Steph talked about was doing this like A week and B week. And Steph, it sounded Mm -hmm. like you tried that with like an A day and a B day even a little bit at first. What was your experience of that? So personally, um, it's not, and maybe this is individual. I'm really curious for Mike's thoughts on this. Um, I did try that and I tried it in many different ways. I was like, okay, maybe these three days are client days and these two days are creative days. It wasn't enough time for me to switch my brain over. Like Mm. it felt like by the time I was in creative mode, I was back to seeing clients. Um, so there's something about having the week where it's like a spaciousness where when I'm clocking out on Friday of, of a client week, I can be like, okay, all my babies are good. Everybody's on track. Mm-hmm. I get to go into my weekend and I know that next week I get to kind of slow it down a little bit. And I can like, honestly, uh, and again, this is brand new for me, so I'm I'm really doing this in real time, but I suspect that what's going to be happening is I think it's going to take me a whole day to just decompress from mm-hmm. being in client mode yeah. so that I can kind of have a little bit more space and um, allow it to flow and like really get into that mode instead of like the harshness of, of changing it from day to day. But that just mm-hmm. didn't work for me. It just was, yeah. didn't feel like enough time to, to switch from one to the other? Yeah. What were you going to say, essentially. Mike? I was going to say that the thing that's important is that you define what A means and what B means. Yes. That's the key. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of people, they'll say, like, so what I do is I, with when I work with clients, and even myself, is I have themed days. So every day has a theme. But the problem that most people have when they're starting this is they don't clarify what that what fits in that theme. Mm. And the other thing is, is that the theme shouldn't just be about work stuff. It should fit personal home stuff as well. So for example, today, today's mostly a word. Like as it's funny, as, as you guys said, Hey, can you be honest? It's my audio day. As we're recording this today is my audio day. So I batch <laughs> all my tasks and audio. So when, when she's like, can you be on? I'm like, well, it's, this is the day for that. So yeah, it makes total sense. Right. Whereas like Monday, for example, for me is my optimization day. It's not just about optimizing my business, but it's about optimizing myself. So maybe I'm going to learn something. Like I, I try to group my tasks into those thematic buckets, right? And by doing that, it, it allows me to segment my to-do list down from the umpteen hundred things down to those very specific things. What you're doing is what I call with clients weekly sprints. And I normally reserve those for projects. So I want to get from A to Z in in a week so let me do that but you could it's it's all about cadence right so as mm. long as you've defined hey a is clients b is 
create, you may end up having like A, B, A, C. Maybe B is going to be something and maybe C. But the thing is, is what you want to do is create this new neural pathway where your brain goes, I know what B means. Therefore, when you get distracted or disrupted, instead of you saying, okay, what do I do now? And jumping into Facebook or jumping into email, which is the default, you say, okay, no, it's a B week. What does B week mean? B week means this stuff, therefore. And you could use any tools, and we're all very well aware of the tools that you can use, you can start tagging things with B week or C week or A week. And that way, if your brain kind of gets stuck in this, this, uh, you know, overchoice or analysis paralysis situation, you go, I'm going to look at the tag that says B week. Oh, here well, they all on, are. Mike. There's some tool. I think that we, you know, we don't end up talking about like these, you know, robust, massive cockpit apps. Yeah. Like, uh, like what are you using right now for your so tasks? I- so I use Asana for the team, uh-huh. and I use Todoist for my personal stuff because okay. I like to have those things completely separate. And so, in the, in each of those, you can tag things, and then you can just right. look at these tagged items. There was the same yeah. thing. I mean, I almost I literally brain farted on the name OmniFocus because I haven't opened it in like five years. And, and they know? just released context, just turned into tags in OmniFocus. Okay. So now you can have multiple tags per task. So OmniFocus has kind of shifted away from the getting things done methodology yeah. that they kind of model themselves after, yeah. and I've realized there's more than one way to to work. What people, so, you know what's funny, dude, is people don't know that a lot of people on the Fizzle Show, they don't know this about me, yeah. that I, for the, like, for the first like five years of my professional career, what I did was I had a job as a project manager or a you know, marketing kid or something like this. But what my real job was, was scouring the internet, learning about all these productivity tips, tricks, tools, and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. OmniFocus, the getting things done methodology, all of this stuff I went so deep on and eventually completely... Just like now, it is, it is a just a mess, and I kind of like the mess. But I'm actually being inspired, inspired hearing about what you guys are talking about, because let me put it in my context, just to see if 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 it connects with other people out there who might have a different business than just a coach or a consultant and working with clients a lot. I know firsthand how working with clients can just own your entire mm. like it takes so much energy to be there hi jessica how are you what's going on all right let's get into it what did we talk about last week all right this is what we're gonna do now it's like you know you have, you have to give yourself and completely do them and so you like i have a hard stop at one well dude if i have four client calls before one o'clock i'm a shell like it's over it's netflix yeah. and chill after that point and it's like and probably not the chill probably just netflix <laughs> exactly just netflix <laughs> exactly i'm going through ken burns jazz series on my itunes so it's very chill um the the point being um I've done that, but nowadays my life is very different, right? So I have I make video reviews of products. I spend a lot of time thinking about this. Well, the, this is where it dr- takes me to this question. You mentioned two things. You said I have these themed days. And what that requires is two things. Number one, the t- the theme needs to be defined for the yep. day. Like I need to know what the theme is. And then number two, I need to make sure that I'm including beyond just work and how I'm theming these things, right? It's a more holistic view of it. I think we should do do a little bit of a deep dive on each of these. So how do we pick these themes that our days need to be defined by? So what I often do with people is I say you need to work when you're picking your daily themes. uh, And again, the great thing about this is you don't have to pick themes for all seven days of the week and they don't need to be uh, one per seven day, you could have repeating ones. But the thing is, you have to work backwards from your certainties, the things that you absolutely know to be true. So for example, if you've got kids, 
You know that your kids are probably home from school on the weekends. Therefore, Saturday and Sunday might not be good days to do video and audio work unless you want to be that parent that's yelling at your kids. Hey, keep it down while I'm doing Like you don't want to be that person, right? So you work backwards from the things you know to be true. If you have a lot of meetings on one particular day of the week, make note of that. You want to sit down and kind of lay that out on the table, kind of like. And, and uh, some people, some people might remember these, but there's those logic puzzles that you used to have through process of elimination. Like there's five types of pieces of produce and there's five people. And by l- looking at these questions, you can figure out which produce, which person picked up. Like it's mm. almost like process of elimination, figuring out what days are going to be better fits for certain things. Mm. And then, then you start to fill in the blanks. So, uh, and, and the great thing about that is you could like, so I know that Saturday primarily is family stuff. So what happens is you also get choices to be gravitating towards that. So when my kids want to go see the new Avengers movie, they don't go, dad, can we go see the new Avengers movie? They go, dad, can we go see the new Avengers movie on Saturday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so they already have a, it's, it's been kind of pre-programmed that they know that, well, dad's Saturday is family day. So he's probably yeah. going to say yes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all about kind of aligning it with the way that your, your week currently works. And the other thing is, and this often happens with clients say like, there's no way I could start this tomorrow because I have me. I'm like, you don't, you can't start tomorrow. You can't start yeah. it all tomorrow. But what you can do is you need to look at least three weeks out. At least if there's a holiday week, look one huh. more and say, what, what do you know to be true consistently? Cause that's where you'll finally see your calendar open up a bit. I'm sure Steph, when you look at your calendar this week, next week, the week after it's, it's gradually getting cleaner, yes. but about yeah. a month out, you're like, okay, I know that this happens every, so you can get a better, clearer Mm. view, and then you can make a better informed decision about, okay, the Sundays are generally free for this, so I'm going to make that my planning day because there's no interruptions on Sundays except for Australians and New Zealanders trying to reach me via email. Like, that's a better day for me to do planning, whereas Wednesday, no one's around, the kids aren't home, so therefore it's good for me to record audio, and Monday... You know, everyone's sending emails and they're not going to listen to my emails. So I'm going to focus on just building my own business. And Tuesday is going to be my communication day because that's the better chip. So you get to sit down and map this out. And then the key is to make it consistent so that when you wake up in the morning on a Tuesday, you don't say, what am I going to do today? Which is a super wide open question. The question you answer is, what day is it? It's Tuesday. What does Tuesday mean? Tuesday means communication. Okay. What communication tasks am I going to do? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how you, 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 that's the, where you start for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let so me, uh, yeah, go for it, Corb. I just wanted to add something to that. Just a, a practical method for, for achieving what Mike is talking about. I started doing this, um, maybe six months ago or so. And that is, I have a template in Asana, which is my weekly template. And it literally has headings Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it's not completely mapped out. I have like giant chunks of time that might just Mm -hmm. say project work or something, but I already have all of the tasks that I need to know that I know are going to need to be done that day. Like I know on Tuesday I'm recording the fizzle show. Mm. So that's on Tuesday. I know that on Monday, that's my planning catch up, uh, get through all the customer service stuff that came in over the weekend. Um, look at all the key performance indicators, you know, complete the metric spreadsheet, all that kind of stuff. So I have those tasks listed on Monday. So at the beginning of the week, I just go into Asana, grab that entire template and drag it over to my tasks. 
And there I have the framework for my week. And now I can start thinking about what other projects do I want to slot in there during the open times. Mm. And, yeah. and you can, and you can put in like other tasks that are related. Like for example, and most people don't even realize they're already theming their days to a certain extent. Like when people say, there's no way I can theme my days. I'll do like a class in pattern breaker and I'll say, when do you, when do you do laundry? Oh, well, Saturday's a good day for, what do you do? When do you grow? Well, Saturday we're all kind of home. I'm like, so really you'd say that Saturday's kind of like a household day, like where you do mm-hmm. household stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do. And then they're like, Oh, like you're kind of, you're kind of already doing it without having a title around it. You may not be doing it for every single day, but what if you tried? What if you added one day to the mix? And again, the one thing, and Chase, uh, you you alluded to this, when you're diving deep into productivity and time management, most of these systems are uh, all or nothing. You have to do it all or you're not doing it right, or you have to do it all at once, or you're never going to be as organized as you can be. It's better for you to say, I'm going to you know, add one little piece and see how that works. And then maybe add another if that works. I, I think that's a more that's a, that's a, that's a more careful and gentle way to start to craft your time as opposed to saying, I'm gonna read this book and add all of these things and then watch the house of cards come come tumbling down because you don't have a solid foundation to work with. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, i I haven't heard anything you guys have said. I'm just thinking about what it would be like if my family was like, Dad, can we watch the Avengers on Saturday? I'm still just thinking about that. With like it's, it's weird because the kids know and they yeah. it, they they get the answer that they want because it's like on because Saturday. And I'm like, in, mm. it fits in with the larger productive uh not that not that productivity is our is our end all and be all, but that it's it is it is a factor of life like it is it's what allows us to have the money to go to this thing and the time to do it it's like so i love this so i hear you saying this i'm very interested in this question okay so we if we could have a we could have a themed sort of our themed weeks we could have days that are spent doing specific tasks we can batch together certain things that help us effectively save a lot of time because we're batching you know audio stuff's all set up right now and i'm doing like four audio things that i would have tried to do like on monday and friday and then the following tuesday and then but instead because i'm thinking about my week this way i got them all done in half the time because it was just on audio day and i know that that's what i was doing um for me i think about the all the different like you said the first tip that you said about picking your themes uh, is working backwards from your certainties. You know what I think about doing? I think about writing down every single thing that I have to do in my business, right? Like every single task and category, right? I have to, for instance, for for me to have a video out that uh, that is that is getting seen and and the affiliate link is getting clicked on. There's like all of these things that I have to do, and from from like just reaching out to the company to convincing them that I you know they should send me a bag, but just like that email sort of correspondence stuff to getting set up on their affiliate stuff to uh, to actually like getting the bag, playing with it, fiddling around with it to figuring out what my video is going to be about to actually recording it to editing it and finalizing it to putting together the image that needs to be the thumbnail to publishing it or scheduling it and then having any supporting stuff like an email that goes out it's like okay that's a huge list of things that i have to do for every single video that i make but you can easily see how mondays i could be or tuesdays or whatever day it feels right I could be just like, this is when I send emails out to the companies just to do this, that, and the other. And I don't, the good thing about this kind of work is I only have to do it for a couple hours a day. You know what I mean? I could, I could film a video and edit it and in two or three hours 
And then like that could be my work done for a while. Right. So just looking at the actual, I encourage people to just write down all of the things that you have to do. And it's almost like you can categorize them, like putting them in a spreadsheet, for example. Well, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. Well, you can start categorizing them. Well, that's like email or communication. Oh, that's like, that's video. Let's just call that like video stuff. Oh, that's, that's like, that's content prep. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's like sort of editing type stuff or editing slash scheduling or publishing. It's like things start to put together and it's like, well, maybe you actually just write that list out. You categorize those tasks and here you are looking at what your days need to be themed as. It's very simple. It's like this old Parker Palmer book called Let Your Life Speak. <laughs> it's like, dude, just let your life speak what your themes are. This is something that goes back to Steph with the goals course. It's like, Dude, you already have goals. We just need to discover what they are. And Mike, what you're saying is you're already probably theming your days around certain things. You already have like a themes and categories. Like you just need to discover what they are, right? I just think that's really inspiring to me. That's like gives me a little mm-hmm. bit of like, dude, what is my calendar already telling me? What are my tasks mm-hmm. already telling me that I can then judo style sort of work with it? Instead of like constantly trying to force myself on it or do, you know what I mean? It's a working with that I think, uh, that I think is very powerful. Okay. I'd, Go for it, Corbin. I, I would love to hear from Mike, if you don't mind, if you could share with us and, and the audience a little about the, I don't know if science is the right word, but just kind of the theory behind, um, why it's important to group like tasks mm. together. What, you know, maybe you can talk about switching costs a little bit or flow state, or what are the things that you consider when you advise people to group tasks that are similar together? It's always fun when I get to say the name, the name Mihalichik sent me high. Yeah, Mihalichik uh, sent me high. <laughs> he wrote the book Flow, right? It's the psychology of flow. And uh, number one, when you're batching your tasks or grouping them together, and theming allows you to do this in more ways than one, is it, 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 it's as close as you can get to multitasking. Because we human beings cannot truly multitask. Computers don't even truly multitask. They task switch very, very quickly, right? But the the cost of switching it depends. There's a lot of variables, and there has been some research around it. I don't have it right in front of me right now. But the it the types of tasks that you switch from the 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 time to switch between them and the cost varies. So if you're switching from an administrative task, which is a maybe a low energy or a shallow work type of task for you, to a high energy task. But you're more of a morning person doing the low energy, ta- like you're doing the admin for some reason in the morning, even though you're a morning person. And then you try to do the heavy lifting task later in the day when you're not so much that there's that variable. So it's important to recognize that when you're grouping tasks together, that really time is the calendar is just a grid. Really, that's all it is. It's it's something that you need to leverage. And when Steph was talking about having an A week, a B week, A week, B week, she's over time. If that pattern presents itself consistently, then she's going to be able to ramp up for A week. If A week is where her primary focus is. And then if B week is, let's say creative week and let's say A week is client week and then C week is more of like a catch up week or maintenance week. C week, she's going to be at her lowest ebb of energy if she does this consistently over time. Mm-hmm. And the reason that, that you want to group tasks together is it lowers your, your decision fatigue, number one, which is a huge factor. 
it lowers the the energy required for you to complete the tasks because you you're not leaving my instead of working by project you're working by modality so instead of you leaving i'm going to work on it like chase you were talking about making it working on a video if -hmm. you did all of those steps sequentially you would lose time going through each one of them plus you would lose qualitative productivity as well yeah. Right, because you're not. But if you say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to send all my emails out to all the bag manufacturers on a Monday," or let's say you're going to go horizontally and say, "Between nine and eleven is the time where I'm best to do that kind of stuff," mm-hmm. then you're going to send out 14 emails. Well, you've moved essentially 14 projects forward, yeah. as opposed to only one project forward by focusing stro- solely on the project, which you probably wouldn't move forward nearly as effectively. So, yeah. the key is if you theme then it puts you in the position of, again, like I said earlier, what do I do now becomes what day is it or what time is it? Oh, it's the time that I work on these kind of things. And then the calendar has that in there. Like I'm going to work on communication tasks and then Asana or OmniFocus or a paper planner says, well, what tasks fall into the communications category? So really the, the details are in the to-do list, mm. but the guideline is in the calendar. Mm-hmm. And the reason that you've probably heard this, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have talked about, but I know lots of people have that said they schedule very specific tasks in our calendar, which I think is a massive mistake because yeah. things can change. Yeah. D- disruptions can show up, distractions can show up, yeah. and it throws you off your game. Where, but if you say it's communication time, then you yeah. can use things like, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. I feel like crap today. Okay, well, let me do the communication I can do when I feel like crap. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of energy. Well, let me dive into this communication instead. Or I only have 30 minutes. Let me see how many quick communications I can send. So it, it, the details in the to-do list, allow they are the ones that fall into those larger buckets of thematic time slots. Yeah. And that way, you've got some breathe. That white space that yeah. is in your calendar is really not white space. It just feels like it's white space because you have choice and you don't have unlimited choice. You have very, you have, you have boundaries, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that yep. choice, I feels like is what, is what it allows for what I, what I call play, um, the feeling of freedom of creativity. It allow, well, the feeling of freedom and play allows for creative ideas. It's like when I can see possibility, that's when like all these ideas start happening and not just the ideas, but like the way I send that email, it's just so much more effective. It is mm-hmm. so much more effective because I'm in a state of, of more, I don't know what I would call like more a higher energy or more, uh, more just playfulness. Well, this is what you're supposed to be doing at that time too. So you're yeah. not feeling like you're being drawn into it, which, and, and to, to Corbett's point about like, how does that, that affect you? Well, if you're doing the right things at the right time, because the former you, the one that was at in the right state of mind, making the planning, choosing these themes, coming up with this, you trust that person. That yeah. person is the one that you're listening to because in the moment you're you're dumb. You're gonna look at the shiny object. You're gonna look at yeah. the thing, yeah. but you can trust that person that set it up two weeks, two months, two years ago, mm. and say this has worked consistently. And we talked about this on a for uh, uh, when I was on the show before about journaling for productivity. Yeah. That's your that's your path. You can say, hey, look, this is this is how this has worked consistently. Yeah. And then what happens is you get this nice combination of quantitative productivity, which is what most people are are measuring but qualitative productivity as well. You're getting them nicely merged together. Mm. And then you can do things like serve your clients incredibly well, write those killer emails, make those amazing videos, or add something to the video that you never thought you'd be able to because it just came to you because you had the space. 
Yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's move to the second point, which is, I feel like just as important, it's this idea that we have to make space not just for work stuff, but include that personal stuff as well. You've already mentioned the idea of like Saturdays as family days or household days in some situations, being able to to, to like, and, I, and this is again, one of those things where I could probably just make that list of the things I love to get to do with my family, with my kids or with my wife or with my friends and stuff like that. And you can kind of probably see, again, categorize these kinds of things. And those things now also need to be sort of brought into this this calendar, this weekly uh, rhythm. But what have you learned, Mike, about making like like about being this kind of intentional bringing this kind of intentionality to the 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 personal life as well as the professional life hmm. so oh, wait before we do that yep before we do that let's uh let's have a quick message from our sponsor here's here's a here's a, a word from honeybook it's so amazing having my calendar invoicing and emails all in one place Doing everything separately through social media platforms and Gmail was chaos. HoneyBook has honestly changed my life with less work and more money. Okay, so that was Miles talking about the way that he uses HoneyBook to just kind of tie up all this stuff about his business, right? So HoneyBook powers creative entrepreneurs like Miles by taking care of things like business management, invoicing, payment processing, and more. So you can do, you can just do more of the stuff that you love, kind of like what we're talking about in this episode. So HoneyBook is offering Fizzle Show listeners 30% off their first year of HoneyBook. That's, that's actually a big deal. So you just head to honeybook.com slash fizzle and you use the promo code FIZZLE to start a free trial. That's 30% off of your first year. Thanks to HoneyBook for supporting the Fizzle Show and Indie Business, as well as our other sponsor, which is Gusto. Corbett, let them have it. Let them have it. You know, for us as creative entrepreneurs, we've got a million things to do. We're talking about this in the episode today, right? We're trying to please clients. We're trying to be creative. We're trying to publish that next great blog post or YouTube video. And the last thing we have to worry about is some crappy old payroll software getting in our way and frustrating us when we could be doing more important work. Crappy old so payroll. So that's where Gusto <laughs> comes in. Gusto is modern payroll for the modern business owner. There are over 60,000 businesses on Gusto. Everybody that uses it loves it. We've used Gusto for years to pay ourselves, to pay our employees, to pay our contractors. And if you want to try Gusto, they're offering three months of free payroll. You just have to go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's gusto.com slash fizzle. Our thanks to Gusto and HoneyBook for supporting indie business, indie entrepreneurs. And you know they're making money doing it, right? And they're they're sharing some of that to us. It's the big world, guys, of commerce. (laughs) It's the big world of commerce. All right? We get to participate. You get to participate. You can't have that, like, you know... That mindset that it's like you don't you don't get any of that you can't you don't deserve any of that no man that's why we're talking about our week is because we got to figure out how to get ourselves in a rhythm of flowing creative um, we feel like like there's enough energy it's just it's like we got ourselves in a rhythm of to where we're not getting drained all the time 
It's really, I, I mean, how many days of my life have I ended that five o'clock, five thirty six, and then I step outside of my home office or I drive back home and it's just like, dude, I am a husk of a man. And there's my son right there going like daddy's home, you know? And I'm just like, dude, I have nothing for you. I felt so crappy doing that so many days in my life. That's what I hope people are getting from this conversation around the calendaring, because you can take back control of your days and of your weeks. You can have intention and power in how you like actual power and capability in how you set up your, your, and how you allow yourself to be worked by your calendar. Cause that's another thing. It's like, yeah, if you either work your calendar, or your calendar works you. But the truth is I want to be worked by my calendar in the right way. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? In the mm-hmm. way that like leaves me better than like, it's like national parks, like leave it better than you found it. <laughs> like leave this guy. He's got so much important things to do with his son and his wife. And like, just leave him better than you found him. <laughs> right. I love that idea. So, um, we've talked about theming these days. Now I, w- I want to know Mike in closing here, just like, what have you learned about balancing this work with the personal uh, what what have you learned about this? So the first thing that happens when I talk to clients about like coming up with themes that are both personal and professional is they say, oh, that just sounds too restrictive. It sounds like I want to have some spontaneity. Like why yeah. why would I theme? And I said, well, if the themes are large enough, you're gonna have you're gonna have that. But this is where I go a little bit broader and I say, you know, I have what I call monthly themes as well. Mm. So for example, uh, this month I'm focused on cooking. That's my personal monthly theme. I have a professional one as well called rebranding. So. When I'm looking at my list and I go, oh, today is optimization day. That's my calendar. Monday is optimization day. Well, what am I going to optimize? Well, what's my monthly theme? Oh, I'm going to optimize cooking. Now, I use the daily theme to kind of point there. But if you don't have a daily theme for personal stuff that doesn't fit, Mm. then you've got this monthly goal. I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions. I think they're very, very long. Mm. But when I tell clients, I'm like, look, if you don't think that you, if you don't want to theme your days personally, give yourself something to look at either monthly or weekly. Like, hey, this month, like, for example, Steph, you were talking about like A, a week, B week, a B, a B week, and a B week. Maybe you don't have, you have an A week, a B week, an A week, and then a non, like a week that you don't theme, but you've got this monthly theme that that kind of guides you a little bit, right? So uh, what it does is it gives people like a 30-day framework to kind of focus on, like, I want to build better relationships. So that's my theme mm. for this month. So when I'm not you know, sitting at home or when I'm not working, when I'm done, I'm going to go have that beer with that friend or Mm. I'm going to go, you know, uh, reach out to a family member that I haven't talked to in a long time. So Mm. again, when you give yourself something to focus on, then you can, you can deliver. It's when you don't have anything, it's kind of like the Netflix, you know, sitting down to watch Netflix. Everyone has a Netflix queue, right? But so many people go, well, what's on Netflix? So start with your queue. Start with the, the list. They're like, oh, what's new? What's different? I'm like, start with the thing you decided weeks. I, I mean, I'm sure, like, I know I have stuff on my Netflix queue that's been sitting there for like three months. I'm mm. like, well, why? that's the thing I should probably at least look at to decide if I want to watch it before I move on. But most people go, oh, no, let me just surf and see what's going on. If yeah. you've got this, this monthly theme, or again, you can do it by week if you want, that says, hey, I know this week I want to focus on gardening, cooking, uh, fitness, maybe my monthly goal. I mean, I, I was able to run a 10K for the first time ever in September last year because my monthly theme for August, not September, was running. And I was mm. able to do that because I, I had a goal. So I think that's one way to do it. And, and again, having your daily themes 
that so that they can fit both buckets is really is also super helpful. So if you're Mm -hmm. someone that really struggles with separating the work from the life or the personal life, then having a daily theme that allows you to kind of ebb and flow between it could be really helpful too. Wow. Mike, I have a question for you before we close out. Um, This is something I do a lot of productivity work with what I do as well. And one of the, I think the biggest question I get about weekly planning is, or maybe, maybe it's more like the biggest struggle. It pops up as, okay, it's Wednesday and everything's gone horribly off track. I had the grand plans on Sunday. I planned my whole week. It's not going the way I want it to. Now I feel like crap about myself and I just chuck the rest of the week. So you kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. You were saying it's never too late to take back your week. What would you say to people who find themselves struggling with that? Like, How can you reclaim your week when it's going horribly off track you've got sick kids or you know any number of things that can pop up that that end up you know being unforeseen circumstances how can people right the ship when that happens okay so the first the first thing if they're already theming their day so let's say their daily theme went to crap right like like uh, like wednesday like i was going to record audio but all this you know kid was homesick right couldn't do mm-hmm. it well first off you have a natural next default day if you want which is the following wednesday let's say you do it every wednesday so you would gravitate the stuff that's not necessarily urgent to that day and then yeah so you're going to have some urgent stuff that pops up for the rest of the week you got to think about that not everything piles to the next tomorrow because that's what people do today yeah. went crappy i'm going to move all of it to tomorrow well that's you again taking that deep breath slowing down for a second like taking 10 minutes out of your 24 hour day to say let me look at today and figure out what are my three most important tasks and this is common what can i can i set up my three most important tasks for the next from thursday friday saturday sunday if you should be able to do that Maybe you're not going to complete them all, but you're, at least you're going to set the intention of doing that in a place that you're going to pay attention, right? So whatever has happened earlier in the week, you could take some of that and make those your most important. Or you could say, hey, what about the rest of the week that I had laid out? Like Thursday is my training day, so I want to make sure I get those. So it's it's not just about looking backwards and seeing what you missed, but making sure that you course correct now so that going forward – doesn't doesn't go off the rails. So hmm. I would focus on getting three. If you f- do your three most important tasks every day, that day is is a success. And those are things that yeah. you both need and want to do. And then the other thing, when people have these emotions, and we again we talked about this in a, in a, a past episode that I was on, is journaling is the easiest thing that anybody can do to course correct. It's the because because if you're journaling at the end or beginning of your day, saying here's what I have planned, here's what happened. You can go back and see that this too shall pass, or this was great, or things aren't as bad as they were, or mm. wow, look what I did in in a month. If you take five, there's a reason that there's a book called the Five Minute Journal, or there's an app called the Five. It takes you five minutes, and when you think about it in terms of quantity, what five minutes is point zero three percent of the day. Like yeah. it's such a small amount. So. I think those two, those things are, 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 look at what your next default date would be to complete that stuff if you're theming and, and move most of it there. Number one. Number two, don't just focus on what you didn't do. Focus on what's to come and course correct for that. And then number three, start taking the time every day to journal. Like if you, if that, what you just told me should be in a journal entry, like, oh, the day went off the rails. Kids were sick. Why is the kid always sick? Maybe I should look at taking the kid to like, maybe there's out. Like, you know, it gives you more to think about. Get capture those because you don't, 
a cal- what a calendar gives you is the grid and it gives you the details, but it doesn't give you much context beyond that. It mm. doesn't tell you how crappy that dentist appointment was or how great that meeting was. It just gives you the overview. What you want is you want the details. And that's where, like I said, the to-do list and, and, and a journal entry for chronicling definitely comes in handy. Oh, man. Mike Vardy, thank you so much for joining us on The Fizzle Show. Your wisdom drips like oil from an olive into the gaping mouths of those of us who sit and (laughs) suckle upon the tips and tricks that you so deftly... This is like an SNL sketch right now. (laughs) Into... You're just punking us right now. Open souls. You had had me at hello. You had me at hello. (laughs) Really? I thought it was... Suckle. (laughs) I would have got you at suckle. Mike, thanks so much for joining, man. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. All right, y'all. That is it for this episode. It is... What is this episode? This is 271. So all the show notes, conversation. We don't get a lot of comments. We never really got like a lot of comments on this. If you want to leave a comment, you can do that at fizzleshow.co slash... 271. That's 271. I thank you so much for listening, for being someone who's building a business, who's who's working on creating something that you're proud of and learning to actually earn earn some money doing that. It's just our world works on money. It's just like a law of the jungle. It's just like it's like if we lived in the jungle, we would use fucking shells as as a way to to trade things for other valuable things. Don't make, don't make me go into a, long, a longer story about this. Uh, there's a great book called The Gift. You can learn all about that if you want to learn how money is just a symbol of, of value. And we can be smart about how we both earn it and how we, um, how we, how we spend it. What we spend it on, how we earn it, how we use it as a thing that, that upgrades and affects our life in positive ways instead of just a thing that's constantly stressing us out. I don't know why I bring that up at the end of this conversation about calendaring, but I guess it's because very clearly it's the way you spend your time that's going to lead to how you earn your revenue. And I'm so glad that you've been here listening to this, taking seriously how you use your time, and I hope it's been helpful for you. Find care, take care, Serve hard and dig in, y'all. Talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye. Oh, and as I'm recording this, literally right now, Mike Vardy is texting me saying that if you go to productivityist, productivityist.com slash fizzle, he's going to be sharing some more specific resources related to this idea, the calendaring stuff. So productivityist.com slash fizzle.